We will return to our regularly scheduled program. Please stand by for further details. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello and welcome to episode number two of Tyler and Lynch on Standby. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, once again, as a reminder, please rate, review, subscribe, leave a comment, like, thumbs up, any sort of feedback. We need all the validation uh, we can get. The uh, The first episode went well. It yeah, was fun. It did. Although somebody said that I don't blink. You don't blink? Yeah, which is now I'm self-conscious about <laughs> blinking. You've, we don't do a lot of on-camera stuff. No. This is relatively new. You should blink. You have uh, the driest eyes uh, this side of the Mississippi, apparently. You think it's a nerves thing? You think you're nervous a little bit? Yeah, a little bit nervous. And bit. hand placement. That's another thing. Yeah, yeah. You have small hands. I just noticed that. Uh, quick update. Uh, still no no call on the standby line, which means we still don't yeah. have a radio job. We're still waiting, so hopefully that'll come soon. Also, haven't heard from Chad Kroger yet. Nope. Um, but the Nickelback guarantee is still on the go. I'm sure that we will get him on the uh, very soon. Absolutely promise it will happen. Um, <laughs> also, keep sending your emails in. Tyler and Lynch at gmail.com. We got a couple voice memos coming up in the show. We're going to discuss edibles. We got a good edible story coming. Yeah. And uh, a little bit more information on Lynch's small town. We actually got some email reactions, though, to the first episode. You want me to read a couple? Yeah, sure. The first one says, uh, from Landon, subject, Lynch's crisscross pants phase. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, we talked. You wore your pants backwards like crisscross? Yeah, I did. And uh, he said, can you also go into uh, Lynch's heavy Garth Brooks phase? <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly which Landon this is. I, I'm assuming it's a Landon who knew you when yeah, you were young? Landon Cameron is his name. Okay. Hey, so, did he email? Yeah, he emailed it and he said, uh, you used to wear a lot of plaid shirts, cowboy boots, and Stetson hats. Was this a real phase in your life? The Garth Brooks fashion phase? I went through a couple different fashion phases. Um, one, of course, being the crisscross. But yes, when I moved to uh, my small town of Boise, Maine, Manitoba, um, I did get into the country phase. Did have the plaid shirts, um, wore the hat, wore the hat, the boots, everything, and yeah, thanks a lot, Landon, for bringing that one up. We got Lil Nas X over here. <laughs> that wasn't the only phase that I went through. I no, went through well, a couple. Well, well, let me keep going. Landon went on. He said, "I think his phases went from crisscross to skateboarding heavy with Jeremy Hammond." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you went through a skateboard or a hacker phase? A hardcore skateboard phase. Yeah, I did. I did Can do you that. Skateboard. I used to kind of be able to skateboard. Okay. And then it says then to uh, full-blooded Clint Black, which I, <laughs> I think that's pretty much the Garth Brooks phase. Yeah, that was. He missed out a phase in there, though, too. Uh, he missed out on my tray phase um, from Boys in the Hood, where I'd wear silk shirts a lot. Okay. Well, that's cultural appropriation. So, so popular movie, like the fashion. So, yeah. I can't say anything. We all made bad fashion choices when we were young. I was a big FUBU hat guy. You wore FUBU hats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big FUBU hat guy. And just like down to the left was always my side. Uh, uh, FUBU, that <laughs> oh way. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely did the, like the pants halfway down your legs. The Okay, and you're making fun of me for doing the crisscross phase? That's worse. <laughs> Where your butt is hanging out of your drawers? Yeah, but then you have Joe Boxers on. You look cool. You look cool. Yeah, you look real cool. Okay, you were just lipping off me for wearing the crisscross jeans backwards, man. I think that's way cooler. At least my pants were up. Yeah, they were backwards, but they weren't hanging down my pants. Like, really, man? Why don't we just agree to never do this again? Well, that, Any of those fashions. Like, no, if, none if of those fashions. If they make a comeback, we're never going to pull them off again. Let's not even try. No. 
Let's just keep it clean and simple. Thank God there's no more crisscross. I think you should bring the crisscross back. I really do. We get another message. Uh, this one's from uh, Ryan. And this was kind of an apology from the first episode. It said, oh, my God, the turkey story. That's the, the subject line. It says, oh, my God, the freak show from Fright Nights. The monsters of Schlock are amazing, and I'm surprised you didn't like them. I've worked at Fright Nights with them for nine years, and they can be a lot, like really a lot. They do hold numerous Guinness uh, Book of Records, and one's a science professor at the University of Guelph, surprisingly. I promise that giving these guys a second shot coming up on air will be a thousand percent worth it. I need to apologize. I was so mean you to were the very show harsh. Guy. For absolutely no reason. You can go back and listen to the whole story. We had a live turkey in the studio if you missed it. And there's this also this guy who was swallowing a drill bit. It was insane. And yeah, I was so mean for no reason. I don't know. Maybe I get mean when I'm nervous. Is that a thing you've noticed about me? I don't know what it was. I don't know. Like, that's got to be a hard job to do, man. You're putting like a 16-inch drill bit down your throat. Right. Just Like, to could you do us. that? Just to entertain us. And I'm mean for no reason. I apologize, freak show person. You can come on the show. You can you could put the drill down your throat again and swallow a sword and drink fire or whatever you want to do. Uh, we appreciate your entertainment. I know you have a good heart, and this is all for the best reasons. Uh, and it reminded me of a situation that I found myself in. I went to Cirque du Soleil one time, and it was like the big tent show. And literally, the person is balancing on a chair, like a wooden chair like this, and they have it like on one leg... And then it's on a swinging pendulum in the sky. And then on top of that, he put like a flat piece of almost like plywood. Okay. And then a bowling ball. And then was standing on one foot on the bowling ball, on the swinging pendulum, on the balance chair, floating in the sky while juggling. Jeez. Right? And I was like, this is fascinating. And then I looked to the person beside me and they're not clapping. And I was like, what do you, what does this person have to do to get a clap? You know, they're I, risking their life for your entertainment and you can't give them just a... I kind of get it. Why? What do you mean, why? I don't, I don't want to be the person who claps and throws the concentration <laughs> off and then that guy goes falling down. Right, that's a good point. You don't want to be the Cirque du Soleil murderer? Yeah, Have exactly. you watched any of these Cirque du Soleil shows? Have they're you insane. Any yeah. They're absolutely insane. I like... How do you take it any farther? You know, like you look at the current shows... You know, probably like pre-pandemic, I guess. I'm sure they're not running right now. But it's at this level of like, how, more, how much more intense can this get? Like, where, where do the Cirque du Soleil stunts go next? That's the thing, man. The last one I saw involved rain. rain? It was like water falling from the sky. And they were doing those types of stunts, balancing on extremely slippery surfaces. And it's like, what, what else are you going to throw at these people? Are you going to electrocute them next? <laughs> like, what's going to happen? You just throw a toaster in there. It's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Good luck. Have fun. <laughs> Rain. That reminds me of the Christina Aguilera dirty music video. Anyway, sorry, I just need a moment to myself here. All right. You're good? Good memories. The final email we okay. got, uh, there's a bunch that came in once again to tylerandlynch at gmail.com, but we got one from Marcus. It just says subject piss jugs. Okay. Yeah, we, that was a big uh, Tyler and topic. Lynch branded piss jugs probably coming soon, but I have an idea for an update based on this story. It says, uh, when I was working for this brewery, I had to do a lot of long, long hauls to uh, small Albertan towns. And when you're on the road, you know, growlers, 64 ounces, uh, wide mouth, brown in color, sealable. 
So there were times where I was in my talk rushing to a meeting and have no time to stop. I also didn't want to ask when I got to the meeting, hey, I've had to piss since I hit the road. Would you mind if I take a leak real quick? Especially considering I'm usually just on time, which I totally get that. It's weird to like roll up to an event and be like, hey, I need to use the bathroom. But after a long drive, you need to use the bathroom. But it just feels like a bad like, Why, though? I don't know. It feels like a bad business move to be like walking in and just be like, hey, can I use your bathroom immediately? I get it. I'd rather hold it. I've come so close to peeing my pants in meetings. I just can't. So I, you'd I rather get, have I get that, how weird it is. You'd rather have the feeling of almost peeing your pants and doing that weird pee dance. Yeah, I'm, I'm a home Then ask peer. if you can use the washroom. I'm a home peer. I'm a home bathroom person. Okay, that's my preferred place. It reminded me, though, do you remember when my brother was in town visiting? And uh, I brought him over to your place. And... <laughs> Oh, the bidet incident. Yeah. I have a bidet in my bathroom. I told uh, Tyler's brother about this, and I haven't seen anybody so excited to run to the bathroom and close the door and use it. Well, yeah, it was like you didn't, we didn't know. I had never met your brother before. Yeah, I never met him before. He's in the place. The bidet is in your, like, your ensuite bathroom. Yes. Which already means he went into your bedroom, which is... There's a bathroom not in the bedroom. He didn't have to use that one. But he heard about the bidet. Right. Goes in there, doesn't tell anybody, just comes out and goes, love the bidet. And we're like, oh. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> no, you did not use my bidet. <laughs> he's just a weird dude. I love my brother very much, but he's just a little weird, right? Like, he's, a, <laughs> he's an engineer. He's very smart. He's the smart one. We started a club called the Dumb Sibling Club because I think we both fall into that category. Yeah. Uh, he's an engineer with the Department of National Defense, which is, like, just horrifying for our country to a little, like... <laughs> you know, you just you have all these stories about your siblings when they're young and dumb, and now you're like, that guy has the nation's secrets, okay? That, he's got top security clearance. It's insane. He could walk into the cockpit of an airplane. When he was, like, 14, I made him wear a parka and a hockey helmet and hit a bee's nest with a stick. He got stung 18 times. Now he's in charge of our country's security. That's maybe I, I didn't really give him clearance for my bathroom, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> move. That's the message. <laughs> Marcus goes on though. He said so. He's got the growlers, yep. the big ones. That's a pretty good piss jug. Yeah, I would agree with that. He said so. I drop trousers to the ankles so I could still drive and shimmy up to the edge of the seat. Then you know I do my business. It's sixty-four ounces, and you never uh, have to worry about overflowing, which would be. Yeah, big problem. Yeah, it would be. So, all good so far. Here's where it gets a little interesting. He said, now Calgary winters can be pretty cold. And one time, I forgot that I had a jug in the back seat. When I returned to my truck, I noticed that one of the jugs had exploded. Jeez. All over the back seat like a Coke can in the cold. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, an exploded, frozen piss jug all over the back seat of his truck. Now, he said, luckily, frozen pea chunks are easy to toss out the window before they melted. <laughs> so he's just there, yeah, just I, picking up chunks of frozen pea and throwing it out the window. Well, I guess, you know, that's better than getting your car detailed afterwards. Yeah. It's kind of just... It's a much it easier cleanup, but frozen pea. Uh, I mean, is that urinating in public? Does that count if you're throwing frozen chunks of your own urine out a window? Is that urinating in public? That's the case there, actually. Right. Like, I don't know. I mean, you're not exposed, which I think is the problem with urinating in public, right? I mean, and it's pee. Yeah. I yeah. guess there's a lot of problems it's, with it. But it's, that's just disgusting in every just thought. single way, Marcus. Is God. that urinating in public? 
let us know in the comments section or send an email to tylerlynch at gmail.com. I think it does provide an update for our own personally branded piss jugs, though. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we have to make them clearly insulated. Yes. The perfect piss jug would be insulated. Yeah. Wide mouth, scented on the inside like a laundry container, as we already discussed, and then just Tyler and Lynch on it. You could throw it in the back seat when it's full. You don't have to worry about it exploding in the winter. And uh, big business. It is. It's, it's, it'll be coming up on the website. The merch so. is coming soon. Yes. Yes. Uh, big thank you to uh, 604 Records for allowing us to use their space. Again, the comedy here off in Podcast Network. Uh, there's tons of great show. we got producer Alexi. Alexi, you actually have a microphone. Say hi. Hi. There we go. There, hey. Off camera, but now you know who's producing the show. Uh, and we'll be sure to, I'm sure, chime in whenever you want. You have better stories than we do. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Please you. do. Please do. We need all the help we can get. Um, and maybe you have an edibles experience. I don't, we never talked about this. Are you a weed person? I used to be. Used to be a weed person. Okay, so we're going to let you think about an edible story. We've got a couple here. Just, you had a bit of an incident last night. Yeah, I'm a little tired today. Lynch is a little tired. Uh, What happened at your building yesterday? So, I decided to unwind, because yesterday was a busy day. Right. And I took an edible. Um, And I don't do this often. Like, I'm not like a weed guy. You're... What do you mean? Give me that look for. Not a weed guy. I'm not a weed guy. Okay. You have to admit there was a period where... Oh, there was a period. There was a period where I was an extreme weed guy. There was a period you told me growing up where you had a bong room in your house. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll we'll get to that. But last night I decided, you know, I'm going to unwind. I'm going to have an edible. Haven't done one of these things in a while. And I started like kind of tripping out a little bit too hard to the point where I was like uncomfortable. You know, you get that feeling where it's like oh my god so i went and laid down and turned the tv on and started watching best in show right and all of a sudden the fire alarms in my building go off (laughs) and i'm on the 30th floor so i'm like kind of like freaking out again and i kind of look down and there's fire trucks all over the the street and i'm like what the hell's going on and so when i'm like pondering back and forth in my room walking around saying do i need to go should i stay here in bed should i keep watching best in show what should I do? And so I ended up going down gingerly the stairs because I was still tripping hard. <laughs> I wasn't even sure if the fire alarm was a real thing at that point, but the fire trucks kind of confirmed it for me. And as I'm walking down the, the stairwell, there's all these people starting to back up behind me because it's not a very big stairwell. And I'm just like, what the hell? Okay, I can't go any faster. I don't want to trip and fall. So finally get down to the bottom of my building where everybody is there. And that's when the trip really hit me <laughs> where I was just like looking around. I'm like, everybody here knows and let's how messed go, up I am right let's now. Let's just go over the 30 flights of stairs. Yeah. Like that's, that's a haul. I it mean, is a haul. We're far from fitness experts. Uh, As you can tell. <laughs> my idea of a hard workout is McDonald's and then a good session in the play place, you know, cut some weight there. But 30 stories, well tripping balls on edibles, and then you got to stand in a mass group, which in the middle of a pandemic is freaky enough, but yeah. what are supposed to do when the whole building is getting evacuated? And I'm freaked out. It freaked the snot on me, so no more edibles for me for a while. And then you had to climb back up the stairs? 
uh, we had to wait in the lobby for 45 minutes <laughs> because then the fire department gets to turn the elevators back Can on. Can I just describe what you're like when you're on edibles, though? Because, like, I've been around you on edibles a lot. Okay. Well, we, go, we go camping quite a bit, and your favorite hobby is a 10 a.m. camping edible before you crack into the alcohol while camping. Yes. And then Lynch just spends the whole morning while everybody else is doing camp breakfast and stuff, just, like, silently doing activities outdoor by himself that are not useful like what do you mean they're, was, not they're not useful like you, you like i can't move too much here but like there was you just like you have these solar panels and you just like slowly move the solar panels around all morning <laughs> just so they're getting enough sun so you can plug in your bluetooth speaker later you there was a point where you're just sweeping the ground do you remember that the last yeah I, I, I like to have yeah, upkeep like, in he's my using a giant twig from a tree and he's sweeping the dirt just around the campsite. Like, you just fidget. You have your wagon with all your camping supplies, and you're just, like, rolling it around. You're going through all your camping bins. You're like, oh, I got this knife. You're like, you just fidget for, like, two hours straight. I get things done. That's yeah. what it is. I yeah, get really things done. What? Silently. I, I, I use the branch to clear off and make the patterns look nice on the ground in the dirt. There's things like that. Alexi, is this normal? Like, this is a... Like, it sounds like something my dad would do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Your dad sounds like a good man. Old man Lynch. It all, it all makes sense. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I have a good time. I'm by myself. I'm not bothering anybody. And plus, I'm making the place look good. Also, I don't know if you're going to be thrilled that I'm throwing this out there. But you're also, uh, every once in a while, mushroom user. Yeah. How, how often? You, it seems like... I haven't done months? it in a while. It's been a while? Yeah, but you can always tell if I... <laughs> If I'm doing them <laughs> by my posts that I put on uh, like Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah. I get pretty, I get pretty artsy. Yeah, yeah. It's always like Lynch's whole Instagram is like poorly cropped photo, poorly lit photo, something he stole from my Instagram, and then it'll be like a, a moody cemetery picture, and you're like, oh, I know what Lynch is doing. Lynch is having a. Oh, he's having a mushroom trip yeah, yeah, in the forest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, here's a picture of the woods in the dark. Oh, well. <laughs> Lynch is out there searching for Slender Man. Um, we got a voicemail about edibles. I threw it up on my Instagram asking you to send in a voice memo. Uh, Deanna sent this story in, and it's got a, a pretty wild twist at the end. You haven't heard it yet. Okay, so about four years ago, um, I took a capsule that was 100 milligrams uh, infused with coconut Whoa. oil, and I dumped it out, and I put it on a cookie. I didn't put all of it on a cookie, but pretty much all of it on a cookie. 100 milligrams um, on one cookie. About an hour in, I started to get really high, greened yeah. out. Uh, I was super pale, and... Went to the bathroom, was feeling super sick. My boyfriend came in and we decided to start Googling how to get on high. Um, so he's feeding me ground up pepper. I'm drinking lots of water. Then it says to take a shower. So I sat in the shower and I threw up twice. So there's that. In the shower. Um, finally, Can we pause for a second? Have you ever thrown up in a shower? That's yeah, disgusting. Yeah, like, you gotta like force the chunks or whatever down with your foot or your hand. I don't do good with bodily functions. That that's but, uh, but you have to do it. And you're using like your toes. No. You're like trying to. No, we're done. Know? Yeah, no, I don't do good with that. Kind oh, you of brought thing. it up. I know. I shouldn't have. I'm sorry. So she's thrown up in the shower. Ready for the twist? Finally, it started to subside after three, four hours. Went to bed. Next day, probably still a little bit stoned. Went to work at my new job. By the end of the day, I had gotten fired. So. <laughs> oh. <I said> <laughs> 
can relate to the got fired part. Yeah, we can. But that's a pretty horrible edible experience. A new job too? Yeah. Fired on the first day for oh. being that edible hangover where you just wake up and you're like, where am I? Well, that's their own fault. Yeah. What are you doing taking 100 milligrams, man? That's I can't crazy. even handle 20. Yeah, Look that's... what happened to me last night. <laughs> How many was it last night? 20. Yeah, 100 is a lot. Jeez. Yeah, that's too much. Um, I feel like edibles are becoming more popular as, like, obviously weed becomes legal. Uh, my mom was asking about edibles the other day. My okay. mom has never been a big weed person, but she's uh, got into it a little bit more recently. Like, we didn't get to see each other at Christmas this year because of the whole pandemic. But Christmas last year, I went home, and uh, I was going to go smoke a joint on Christmas Eve. And she was like, I want some of that. And I was like, what? Like, this is the lady who, like, very out of character. Okay, let's just put it at that. It's been years. So she smokes this joint with me. She has a good time. And then she continues drinking. She drinks two bottles of wine. Oh, God. She stubs her toe and breaks it. And then she blamed the weed. And I was like, do you not think maybe the two bottles of wine had anything to do with this? Like, this was the joint's fault? Like, you drank two <laughs> bottles of red wine, a shot of tequila rose, and Baileys and coffee all day long. But that little puff off the joint's what broke your toe. <laughs> But she took a break after that. She was like, okay, I'm done. And then she's got back into it uh, as of late. My parents went through like a divorce and like she's just on this like finding herself venture. And it's been very interesting. She's got herself a vape pen now. She's oh doing the vapes. Uh, she doesn't smoke flour very often, but she's getting into the edibles. She's also got into mushrooms. I'm not sure if she's going to really? be thrilled about me saying this in a public forum, but here we are. I'm sorry, mom. Uh, she started doing the mushrooms, uh, and she thinks she's going to do it every three months because she thinks it's a good reset. Okay. And I've heard it is from a lot of people, but I've honestly never done them, which is... Man, your, your mom's more hardcore yeah, than you yeah, are. Yeah, my mom beat me to it. <laughs> it was so not cool. I know you have some in your freezer. We should do an episode where I do it. We could do that. Yeah, we're not on the radio. We're allowed to do this stuff. I've never performed high in any way, shape, or form. Like, I could never do the radio show high. I could never no, do this high God. or stand-up. I love weed, but what a horrifying idea. Just, like, a terrifying thought to be high right here, right now. But, like, it'd be fun if, like, that was the intention. I don't know if it's fun for your first time to do it like this. Uh, not in this environment. Okay. What about your parents with weed? Were your parents, like, strict with weed? Like, I know yeah. you, you had mentioned your mom was looking into it. But my dad was, like... Which, by the way, let's shout out Barb, Lynch's mom. Barb, you are a saint if you're watching this. I love you very much, and I can't wait for our next Michael Bublé date. Wait, gonna, what, Michael Bublé? Don't even bring that up. That's my mom. That's our thing. Yeah, you guys go to Michael Bublé. But we I, do. I asked her if she would go to Michael Bublé with me, and we'll have a couple drinks ahead of time and get a limo... Uh, and what happened with that? Uh, you stood I, her up. I you st stood her up, stood and my mom was pissed. No, and, I then, and then I thing. was like, backup plan guy then. Uh, <laughs> my mom's like, well, I guess we're going to go with you. I'm like, what do you mean you guess? <laughs> I, that was the plan in the first place. And you said, okay, to go with Tyler? What? Like, what do you mean? You guess I bought the tickets. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, my, my mom and dad, uh, my dad, of course, he, my dad's a cop. So he did not approve of of weed at all right and um he oh i remember you telling me when you were a kid that you put you took the door panels off your car and yeah. you would hide the weed in there 
and your dad still found it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hardcore. He That's had, a cop parent. It was like inside this S10 truck that we had <laughs> and uh, put it in the door panels. My dad, I'm getting ready to go back into Winnipeg to a job that I was working there and he comes walking up the sidewalk and I see in his hand, he's got my weed kit. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Your kit. And no. everybody had a kit. Everybody had a kit. When you were in high school, yeah. like to hide all your stuff and try and like stop the smell. Like you had your little scissors in there because you, you couldn't find a grinder in your hometown. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you had like your little chopsticks or poker sticks to stuff those joints. Yeah, there was like that hollowed Bic pen where yeah, you'd, yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. use so you could hot plate. And <laughs> yeah. There's like a, like, like a socket from a ratchet set yeah. that you turn into a bowl piece to <laughs> shove into a Coke bottle. We all had a kit. We did. And he comes walking up the sidewalk with this thing in his hand. And I'm like, oh, shit. This is not going to go well. Right. And he's just like waving it in my face. What is this? What is this? And my mom, God bless her, she doesn't know any better. She's like, what is that? What it, is that your glasses case? <laughs> and, and I'm like, and he opens it up and pulls out this big bag of weed. My mom's like, what is that? <laughs> like, she, like she doesn't know what the hell that is. It's a big bag of weed. It reeks. And my dad is like, I thought he honestly was going to take me out back and shoot me and just leave me in the woods. That's how angry he was. And I remember phoning my brother up. Like as soon as I was on, on the road and my brother and I told him, hey man, dad just found the weed and the weed kit. And he's like, are you serious? We're not going to have any weed tonight? That was his main thing. Was he was upset that my dad busted me with all that weed. And he's like, did you not hide it properly? And I'm like, yeah, I took the door panel off the truck and put it in there. And he's like, and he still found it? I can't believe we don't have any weed tonight. That's bull. And yeah, my dad, not... Uh, not that's a, such an intense hiding spot. Like, that's cartel-level stuff. You're pulling off door panels oh, and hiding it in there. Like, when I was a kid, the first time I ever got caught... Well, the first time I got caught doing anything like that I was underage for was grade four. In grade four, I got suspended for smoking a cigar in the school bathroom. What? Yeah. Grade four? What is wrong with you? I just my friends had a cigar. Peer pressure. I don't. I don't know. Uh, and we smoked this cigar. And like I can, it's a very small school, so like. They're not solid walls. They're like those like kind of divider oh, yeah. walls. So like a cigar. That reeks. Yeah, like the whole school reeks of cigar. It was so stupid to smoke it in the bathroom. We just remember that song, Smoking in the Boys' Room. Yeah. And we were like, oh, perfect. That's, that's what you do. Uh, so <laughs> Thanks a lot, Molly. We Kroon. got caught for that like immediately because we're idiots. And we got suspended. I went home. My parents did the whole like smoke a whole pack of cigarettes thing, which like puked my brains out. And then the next day... Uh, I was off school. My mom was pissed, but my dad was like, look, I don't really care. Just like, don't do that again. And then he like took me out for breakfast and brought me to the zoo. <laughs> and like, that's when you know that you're too young to be smoking is when like your idea of a good day off is the zoo still. Like, you're like, like, yeah, I don't know if I needed that cigar. Now let's go look at the penguins. Um, so yeah, that was the first time. And then when I was in high school, I got busted for like weed and... I had a bunch of alcohol hidden in my room and stuff, but I was in the basement and I would hide it up in the, like the, the ceiling oh, panels, the drop, the drop ceiling. ceiling. Yeah. But the, I forgot that like the house was under renovation and like the electrical panel was in my room, like in the closet. So like any electrical stuff they had to do during the renovations all had to go through my roof. So like my dad one day was like, can you get rid of this stuff up there? Like he'd been renovating the house for months. Like he just... And then they took it away. But they didn't really care. My parents were pretty chill, like, about all that kind of stuff growing up, which, yeah. 
there was one place they're that we, not cops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 there was yeah. one place that we lived in. Um, there was like me, my brother, and a bunch of other buddies who we lived in this one place, and we ended up um, wanting to turn one of the bedrooms into our smoking room the bong room the we bong already room. we already went over the bong room no, let's we... not talk about your roommate house i have a better question let's talk okay. about your childhood house oh god because the childhood house jail lynch lived in jail did you know that because my dad was within the rcmp we lived in the barracks of the house it was actually connected um the rcmp building and our house and then there's a door between our like living area and the office and so there's just people on the other side of Lynch's yeah. bedroom wall that are just like in the drunk tank, a bunch of people with DUIs, like sleeping next to Lynch's entire childhood. And like, I would, I got brought home by the cops a couple of times. Remember Your dad the, is the cops. I know, but <laughs> dad was sleeping. And this is like two in the morning. Cops bring me up to the door and knock on the door. Dad comes downstairs, looks at me and just points to the, to the station. It's like cells, put him in the cells. So I don't know how many nights I spent sleeping in the jail cells of the police station where my bedroom was literally on the other side of the cells. And then my mom in the morning would feel bad. Saint, once again, Barb's a saint. And she would come in with breakfast and open that little door. (laughs) And she's like, here, I got some toast for you. Don't tell your dad. So your idea of like getting grounded when you were a kid was literally going Going to to jail. jail. It was going to jail. Where my room is right next door. And no wonder you're like, it's like, yeah, the door hiding spot is pretty intense. You know, that's, that's Chrysler 300 flat brim hat level hiding spot yeah. for your weed when you're in high school. But your dad also like had the drug dogs, like the drug dogs lived at your house. So the idea that you thought you could get away with it in general was astonishing. It was a stupid idea. Yeah. Dumb plans growing up all the time. Like we had, yeah, we had police dogs. Like my dad trained you're worried, them. Like, Oh, my brother might sniff it out or whatever. It's another, when you have police dogs in your house, my dad would, do, <laughs> my dad would bring the dog inside and do a skirt of the whole place. And then just bring the dog back outside where the dog stays. Living with police dogs must be crazy. Because eh? you can't like treat them like pets. Like d- big dog lover. I don't know if you know this. Lynch hates dogs. I love dogs. Lynch has rabies. Lynch has been bit by three. Did you know Lynch has been bit by three dogs in his life? Like aggressively? That's too many dogs, right? It's too many. Way too many. Yeah. yeah. Two of them were police what? dogs, though. That's the thing. I don't what know did if you we do? should. <laughs> Nothing. There are dogs. That's what I mean. The dogs don't trust them, which means, like, you trust a dog's judgment. Lynch has been bit three times. I don't think we should trust Lynch. Also, rabies. He has rabies. <laughs> I Spread the word. Foaming a bit? Yeah, yeah. Let everyone know Lynch has rabies, actually. This is very true. It's sad, actually. We should start a, a GoFundMe for Lynch's rabies. <laughs> But, like, you can't treat the police dogs like pets. Like, the, no. you have to treat them very different, right? You're not allowed to have anybody over, like, with the dogs around at all. Right. Um, yeah, like, my dad was bit extremely aggressively uh, when he was training one of the dogs. It, actually, the dogs started going after my brother. And my dad, who was cleaning the pen out at the time, hit the dog with the, with the broom because it was going to attack my brother. And the dog turned on my dad and ended up giving him like 80 stitches or something up, up his arm. God, they're crazy. They're so like intelligent though. They're like, so well-trained yeah, and I've, it costs a lot of money to train these things. I have a buddy who, uh, kind of a mutual friend. He's a, a SWAT officer in Toronto. 
I don't know if it's called SWAT in Canada, but that idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's like the dog master for their like group, so he has the dog with him all the time, and just like, just the stories, like it's just always with him too. Like yeah. he'd, he'd come over for like dinner or whatever, and, and like the dog's in the kennel, in the vehicle downstairs, and not allowed to like. It's it's crazy. It's weird. Yeah, when you can't have people around dogs. with the dog, but yeah. it's it's intense, man. You know what's more important about your small town? Tommy the Turtle. Oh, Growing God. up in jail is cool, but why don't you explain Tommy the Turtle, the pride and joy of Boys Vane, Manitoba? So Tommy the Turtle is the town's mascot. And it is a massive... Small towns are so stupid <laughs> that they're like, yeah, this big turtle is going to help bring in tourism. On the south end of the town, so Boys Vane straddles the border for the Canada-U.S. border in Manitoba. And right by the Peace Gardens there. And it's the first town that you hit. And the first thing you see when you come into the town is this, like... I would say 40 foot tall Tommy the turtle holding an American and a Canadian flag. And it's a massive painted turtle who's standing on his legs with his arms reached out holding flags. Now the reason it's there is because Boys Vane is home to the world's largest turtle derby. International turtle derby. International turtle derby, which is a, people travel to Boys Vane to race turtles every year. It's a thing. It is a thing where they put the turtles in this little corral and then there's like a, and it's like, and then they lift the, the corral thing up and the turtles slowly, Do nothing because they're turtles? slowly race out towards <laughs> the end finish lines. And it, each race takes like 20, 30 minutes. Maybe that's where your gambling problem came from. Lynch has been betting on the turtle derbies ever since he was six. <laughs> they, actually, <laughs> the way they do it too is they have kids rounds. So you can bet. For the kids, and, you, and back in the day, you could win Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff, and then for the adults, <laughs> it was like turtle armor, like for your car, you win all <laughs> turtle those, wax. yeah, turtle wax and all that stuff. So yeah, those are the prizes, and then you, when you get to the big finish on the on the Sunday, that's when the cash prizes come into play. That's amazing. So yeah. Alexi, did you grow up here in Vancouver, or where'd you grow up? In Richmond. In Richmond? Okay, right. I think you told me that. So you don't know this like whole small town... No. statue thing well it's like weird it's like a hybrid because richmond does kind of have like a small town feel like there's weird things that happen out there right but then it's also so close to vancouver that it's a little bit of like best of both worlds right <laughs> we got a list here of like the dumb small town statues like they've set up these roadside like attractions and they think it's going to bring in tourism but before we get to that i want to play you the audio from tommy the turtle i found it you found it yeah yeah because yeah. if you oh, God. push the button on tommy the turtle it actually talks and I found this, like, it's kind of crappy, like, uh, cell phone audio. But you'll be able to understand. You probably haven't heard this in so long. Hey, boys and girls, my name is Tommy Turtle. And I am the biggest talking turtle in the whole wide world. I stand over 22 feet high, and I weigh more than 10,000 pounds. Yes, I am a very big turtle. I'd like to thank you, Mommy and Daddy, for bringing you to see Tommy. And if you'd like to get something to remember that you saw Tommy, just come into the tourist booth behind me. They've all kinds of great souvenirs. Tommy the turtle slinging merch. <laughs> there is a little shed that is set up right beside Tommy the turtle. <laughs> they introduce merch one year. <laughs> they sell merch for the talking oh, turtle. God. When, when the turtle goes, tell your mommy and daddy, thank you. That creeped me out. Like, why, why, why does Tommy sound like Bubbles from Trailer <laughs> Park Boys? 
I'm Tommy the Turtle. <laughs> We're not big fashion guys, but Alexi, would a Tommy the Turtle shirt be awesome? Your oh, fashion, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, we got to get Tommy the Turtle shirts. That is. Oh that's my great. God, I can't believe you found that audio. That's but great. But I, I made a list, okay, of all these, these, and if you've ever been to these small towns in Canada, you know exactly what we're talking about, these like ridiculous roadside attractions. Number five, I'm going five to one. Okay. Least dumb to dumbest, okay? <laughs> okay. Uh, is the, uh, the world's largest moose statue, which is in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Now, it makes sense for Moose Jaw to have a moose statue, um, but the story of the recent argument with Norway is what kind of makes this one dumb. Yeah, the Norway argument was... Um, what happened there? So Norway went and made a moose, moose sculpture with antlers that made their statue bigger <laughs> than the one in Moose Jaw. And Moose Jaw got pissed. <laughs> like, they actually started like a GoFundMe to raise enough money to make their antlers on that moose off of number one highway bigger than the one in Norway. And then they did it. They did they it. They updated it, and now it is still the world's largest moose. They were that upset that they lost that title. That they I don't blame go them. There's not a lot going on at Moose Jaw. You know, hanging out with the moose statue, at, singing the Elliot Moose theme song. That's, uh, uh, yeah, that's about it, really. Burn barrels. Uh, <laughs> that's, just, that's all there's going on there. So that, that's number five. In uh, at number four is the world's largest Coke can. <laughs> also... <laughs> In Canada, in Portage, Manitoba. Yeah, Portage La Prairie. Portage La Prairie is the name of the town. Yeah. Uh, you've actually been to this one. Oh, I've been to this one many times, many times. Why? And uh, It's basically a silo. It is a big a silo. It's, it's just no, a giant silo. There's nothing silo special. Painted like a Coke can, but it's the largest in the world. It is, and that's what the, that's their big claim to fame there. Uh, why have you been there? Because you pass there all the time going to Winnipeg. Okay, you I know? don't know the landscape. I haven't spent that much time in There's Manitoba. There's a 7-Eleven there. You stop for a Slurpee. Why everybody knows the back roads of Manitoba? It's not a back road. Portage is right on number one highway. Okay, well, I didn't know. Sorry. God, don't make fun of Portage. I'm not making fun of Portage. Uh, and their Coke can. That's all I'm they got. I'm making fun of you because you told me you used to go on booze cruises just yeah, to look so at these statues. That was the best part about growing <laughs> up in a small town with so many small towns around with like different statues all over. We'd do booze cruises. And every time you go to a different like location, you'd chug a beer. And then on to the next one. There's a whole bunch. Don't drink and drive. Don't, we, no, we had a DD. We had a DD. Did you though? Be honest. We did. This is a long time ago. This is the a statue wall. of limitations okay. is done. It was well, a different time. Did you? Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> okay, okay. Don't do it anymore. Obviously. Back roads. That's what we did. Yeah. Uh, so you used to, that's, that's how exciting growing up in a small town. Is. Yeah. You drive around to look at big cans. Uh, in at number three is the world's largest sausage statue, which is in Mundare, Alberta. Um, it's exactly what it sounds. It's just a giant statue of a sausage I don't uh, get that one. Why? Uh, it's because they have a, like a, a really large Ukrainian okay. uh, population there. There's also like a, I think it's Vert, no, not, what's the name? I'm not going to remember the name, but there's another Alberta town that has like the world's largest Ukrainian egg. Oh, yeah. Is that uh, Vermilion? No. Whatever it is. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so there's a, a few of those in that area of Alberta, but the world's largest sausage. I mean, what a thing to be known for as a town. Like, come see your big sausage. <laughs> It's just dumb. That's just dumb. Uh, this one's frustrating. It's in Kipling, Saskatchewan. Number two is the world's largest paperclip. Now, you know, the sausage has a little bit of meaning at least. Yeah. There's a Ukrainian connection there. You know, you want your kubasa. 
Kubasa? Kubasa. 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 You want that. You know, you want your pierogies, you know, your sauerkraut, like it's part of your heritage. The paperclip has nothing to do with anything. I thought maybe, maybe like the town had a paperclip factory. And? Or, no, I did recently. There's nothing. It's, they it's just, just want, a paperclip? They just wanted to have the world's largest something because they thought it would bring in tourism dollars. And the easiest one to build was the paperclip. So shout out to Kipling, Saskatchewan. Tourism dollars. Uh, I'm sure that's. God. Get it together, Kipling. Get it together, okay? What a horrible idea. Put in a, a factory that makes paperclip <laughs> something. Sell some merch. Do what Boys Vane's doing. Yeah. God. Yeah. Novelty paper clips, the huge ones. <sighs> or, oh, they should have went with like that annoying paper clip from Microsoft Word. Do you remember <laughs> with that? With the thing? eyes on it? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to you? Like, Did you remember to save? You're like, I, I wish I could stab you. <laughs> you're like, you're so annoying. I don't know. I'm not good enough at the computer to get you to go away. So I'm just going to keep dealing with you. But just know I really don't like you. That was a passionate amount of hate. Yeah, that, for that was. little annoying paper Poor Kipling. Yeah. Uh, and then in at number one for the world's dumbest or Canada's dumbest world statue records. That's a good name for the list uh, is the uh, the world's largest cookie jar. Oh, God. Which is in Deloraine, Manitoba. Another one that you used to booze cruise to. Yeah. And I love this one because it's it's nothing like it's it's the world's largest cookie jar. It's basically an electrical box painted like a, it's not that big. Like no, I saw not really. a picture of someone standing, but like it's probably only ten feet tall. I could dunk on it. Like, okay, all right. You know, I'm Back pretty that sure up I could dunk bit. on it. Like, and it just happens to be the world's largest cookie jar. But it's so stupid. It's an electrical box painted like a cookie jar for whatever reason. And if I had my pumps on, I could dunk on it. So. <laughs> Get it together. Build a bigger cookie. Come jar, on, Deloraine. You know? you know what? Deloraine was like 15 minutes from Boys Vane. So yeah. they're probably just jealous of Tommy the Turtle because it was so successful with tourism and everything. And it was, you know, the main feature. And they were like, we need a feature. A cookie jar. We could paint that. Paint that electrical box up. We need a way to get the kids gambling. You know, we don't have a turtle derby. We could do cookie rolls. <laughs> How many cookies are in this jar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a guess. Five bucks. How are we going to get the local VLTs pumped full of cash? We're going to get these kids hooked now. <laughs> I was thinking, though, because, you know, if this all doesn't go well, we may have to move back to our towns. You know, Vancouver is very expensive. It is. And we both grew up in small towns. Uh, my town doesn't have a statue. So if I moved back there, I would, I would pitch the idea of bringing a statue. Like, like, what kind of try statue? Try and get some tourism. I don't know. That's what I was trying to think of, like, other, like, good small town statue ideas. So I have one. Okay. The world's largest cigarette. Well. Just a giant cigarette, and when you push a button, it just, just a dart right in the middle of town. I think I know the answer to this one here already, but have you ever been to Flynn Flon? No. So Flin Flon, Manitoba, um, they've got all these posts where you can park beside and stuff like that. But yeah, they're it's all like safety poles. Yeah, right? but they're they're all painted to look like cigarettes. <laughs> they're white with like the it's intentionally. Like, I don't think they meant to do it, but they look like smokes all throughout town. You know, it has like the filter color on it, and then the white part at the bottom, and it's so weird. Flin Flon's a weird town, like Flint and Betty Flanagan. <laughs> what did you just say? Flint and Betty Flanagan, who was like the, the town's mascot. The, the guy who like, you know, I, I guess 
discovered the town. Flint, can I just try to say that? Flint, Flint, Betty, Flint, Betty Flanagan. Flint, Betty Flanagan. Yeah. Flint, Betty, Flint, Flan. Flint, Betty Flanagan. Yeah. Flint, Betty Flanagan. Alexi, can you say that? Flint, Betty Flanagan. <laughs> <laughs> look it up. And it's weird because if you look at him, it's almost like he's hitchhiking. He's got his thumbs out. But if you look at him at a certain angle, it looks like he's got a bone. <laughs> like it does. Flint to Betty Flanagan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so cigarette is on my list. The okay. other thought I was the world's largest pair of fingerless gloves. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people in small towns love fingerless gloves for some reason. I think it would really represent the town, especially small town Ontario. If anyone's listening from Ontario has been around those towns, it's a different vibe. Like prairie towns and small towns even in the interior in BC. In the interior in British Columbia, they're, they're what I called rippies, okay. which is... A, a term I've coined. It's it's a it's a cross between redneck and hippie. That's all of the interior of BC and the island. Rippies. Then you have like prairie towns, which are like the real small town, like mass operation farms, like like just real small town, like God's country, down to earth type folks. Then small town southern Ontario is just like people who can't afford to live in Toronto. Like like and it's just like it like not all of them. Not all of them. A lot of people are there by choice. I grew up there, and there's lots of great people too. But it's just a, it's a different vibe. Like, it's very, it's very NASCAR. Like, maybe that's okay. the way to put it. Like, it's that vibe. It's a lot of, like, denim vests. Uh, a lot of, like, uh, yeah. Do you, do you get what I'm... Yeah, I, know, I know what you're talking about, yeah. 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 So fingerless, fingerless gloves gloves. would make sense. And then also on that front, I thought, and this is where I'm going to pitch first. Okay. The world's largest Kid Rock statue. Where? Just in the middle of town. It, that's the vibe of small town Ontario. It's <laughs> the world's largest Kid Rock statue. And a lot like Tommy the Turtle, you got a pushing button. Kid Rock's got a pushing button. You push it, it's just like, ball with the ball, the bang, the bang, diggy, 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 shaka, boogie, set up, drop the boogie. And that would be it? Yeah, and it just does that part. Like, I'm rocking like a cowboy. That's my Kid Rock. I can't. That was bad. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's just got a mustard stain right in the middle of it. I think I think it's gonna work. Alexa, are you in? Yeah. I'm in. You need to put that pitch out there, man. Yeah. I this this is the pitch. Orno, Ontario. I don't know who the mayor is. I think it might be my dad. Uh, dad, look, we're gonna get this Kid Rock statue on the go, and it'll bring some tourism dollars into my town. My town was is dying. Okay, it's a sad place right now. Growing up, we had one stoplight and one gas station. Those shut down while I still lived there. And then as of late, the bank shut down. Like, you know your town's poor when you can't have a bank, okay? Yeah. Then the grocery store shut down. Then the liquor store shut down. Whoa, whoa, yeah. really? Yeah. So then my dad came up with this genius solution where he started getting my brother to buy cheap beer in Quebec because he lives in Montreal. You can get the big, like, 60 packs for, like, yeah. way cheaper than Ontario. Then he brings it up. My dad breaks it up into six packs and sells it out of the garage to his friends <laughs> at a markup, which is a genius business model. But also definitely illegal, right? Like you can't. Well, I don't if he's know the mayor, if he's the mayor of the yeah, town, he can do whatever the hell he wants, right? Is that how it works? A lot of connections, okay? <laughs> We're making deals here. My dad's the redneck Al Capone. That's like <laughs> illegally slinging booze. So, Dad, world's largest Kid Rock statue. It's coming. I love that. I like that idea. That's good. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. This was fun. This yeah. is episode number two. I feel like we worked out a few of the kinks. Uh, Alexi, I'm glad you have a mic so you can be part of this now. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah, thank you very much, as always. Uh, we got to go through our thank yous. Thank you to uh, Jim Bob John 
for uh, the original music, the theme song is a yeah. banger. It's dope. Yeah, as yeah, kids yeah. would say. If you want to film a reel of yourself dancing to the theme music, please send me an email, Tyler and Lynch at gmail.com. I will send you the music and then you can do a reel to it or a TikTok. We should get it on TikTok. Yeah. Alexa, do you have TikTok? I do. Okay, we're really? going to get it on TikTok. <laughs> I think. I don't, I don't know how to I work think it's it, important so. to be on TikTok. <laughs> Anyways, we can send you the music there. Uh, big thank you to Jessica Wong for all the graphics. Uh, all that stuff looks amazing. Uh, big thank you to the Comedy Here Off in Podcast Network. As we mentioned, there's a ton of great shows on there. So, uh, you know, when you're done listening to us, go check out some of the other ones. Uh, and I'm sure we'll be guesting on some of those soon enough as well. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to them and 604 Records for allowing us to use the space. Uh, thank you to Alexi, as always. And, uh, of course, you for listening, giving us a, a shot on episode two. You got through episode one. It wasn't at, it's fine. It's fine. It was it was rusty. It was rusty. We hadn't talked in two weeks. Yeah. It's the longest I've gone without doing a show. Like, I only recently started taking two-week vacations in my, like, radio career, and you're so rusty when you get back. Besides that, I had gone, I've gone ten years with it. That's the longest I've ever gone without doing a show. So it's a little rusty. We shook it off, though. I feel good about this one. One thing, too, is keep sending in your audio. Yeah. The audio is great. Lots of stories coming in. Uh, so send us an email, tylerlynch at gmail.com. Uh, and thank you for listening. Comment on the YouTube video. Give it the thumbs up. Uh, send it to your friends. And then on iTunes or Spotify, like if you could definitely leave a rating and a review, it really would help. It makes a big difference. Uh, so please do that. And thank you very much for listening. Um, I don't think there's other any big thank yous. I'm missing anything. No? I Alexa, are missing any thank yous? No, you're all good. Nailed good? it. Perfect. All right. Uh, let's wrap this up. Chad Kroger. Nickelback guarantee. We're still waiting. We'll see you soon.